Welcome to the Paydia Education Podcast. I'm Dr. Bernie Wilkinson. I'm Dr. Richard Marshall. Richard, we're going to jump right into it today. No happy Friday. No? No happy Friday. Well, happy Friday. No, I have to say it. That's all right. I, I feel odd not saying happy Friday. I know. We're always surprised when it's Friday. Yeah. yeah. Like many of you listeners, we, we have this busy we have busy schedules, most yeah. of us do. And um, we're always sort of shocked that we're here we are and it's Friday again. It seems like it's always Friday. Uh, on Thursdays, we, we kind of look at each other and say, hey, what are we going to do in the podcast tomorrow? <laughs> It, no, it, we talk about it all week. Well, we keep notes, and yeah. then, well, which one are we going to talk about? Well, that's the thing. You're breaking stories. You know, this week there was a there was an article about the Polk County Economic Development Council or oh, something. You know, know, people keep making these statements, and we have the the campaign is going on, and so things. Pop, and this is testing season, so kids are talking about it, and parents are talking about it. So things pop up during the week. Yeah, and we talk all week about which story should we talk about? What 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 should we be discussing this week? So, yeah. yeah, yeah, no exception. So we have lots of uh, little note cards on our desks, right. kind of. Which one are we going to do today? Yeah. Um, so, but today is today's the title of today's podcast is where does the buck stop? And from the famous plaque on Harry Truman's desk that stated the buck stops here. So it's going to stop on Harry Truman's? It has to stop on somebody's desk. It's going to stop on Harry Truman's? Well, I I like, I admire that about him. It was something, it was a sign made and put in his office, I think in October of 1945, um, early in his presidency. And uh, it was one of the things he believed in. You know, he said, here I am. I'm the decision maker. And um, I can't pass that on to anybody else. And so you've had this sign, this plaque made, I think in Colorado or somewhere. And he had this plaque made that said, the buck stops here. It's amazing to me that you know those kind of details. Though I will say that Leicester City ended up winning the Premier League last week. We talked about that last we week. We talked about that on 5, the other... 5,000 to 1. We talked about that on the other podcast. Yeah, it's 5,000 to 1. Odds and they, that they would win. Yeah. 5,000 to 1 odds are... Well, they're incalculable. 250 right. to 1 would be an Elvis side, that Elvis really is still alive. Right, so right. 5,000 to 1. What was the... Oh, we could go on and on. Yeah, yeah. The American hockey team, and that was well, 500 to 1, well, right? 5,000 to 1, a similar rate. That, that's, a, that's a more unlikely uh, situation than Kim Kardashian being elected president in 2020. So, how about that? Oh, no, I'm not sure about that. That's, what, that, that's according to ESPN. There's an actor who's running for president right now. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't, Kim Kardashian's not really an actress. That's so. true. Um, so, but to, <laughs> where did we go? How did we get no, there? This, this whole conversation began with, we're not going to do any introductions today. We're just going to get right <laughs> into it. Okay. But I do want to get into it because I, I, I'm, I'm frustrated today. I'm, I'm, I've been frustrated most of this week. I th- I may know. I think I may know why you're frustrated. Yeah. Well, we are. We call this the testing season. Right. Okay. And we are at a point now. You can feel it when the kids come in, when when our um, youngsters come in, and teenagers come in. They are now counting the days. Right. Now you can count the days. Right. Um, we're at the end of school. Right. We're, you know. Now they're saying, "I only have two weeks left. I only have three weeks left. I have 22 days. I have 18 days." 
Now we're really beginning to see the light at the end of the tunnel. So it makes you think a little differently about things and you get a little bit different perspective. You know, a a month ago we were saying, okay, let's get ready for the testing season. Right. Well now, and that's one perspective, but now we have a little different perspective. It's a little broader view, a little longer view. Right. And I think that's what was happening to you this week is that you were sort of taking this longer view and saying, we got to think about this thing a little differently. Right, right. Well, you know, the, the, the issue to me is... What, what, what we keep doing is we find ourselves in these situations, and we, we've touched on it a little bit in previous podcasts, but we find ourselves in these situations where um, we, we understand that everybody's just doing their job. You know, the, the teachers are doing what they have to do. The, um, the testing specialist at, I didn't know that, that was the job, but the testing specialists at schools are doing their jobs. Um, the principals are doing their jobs. And... We tend when we when it comes to some of these issues, um, especially as it relates to um, um, testing and everything, we tend to say, "Well, they're just doing what they have to do." And the reason that we're doing this podcast today is because that's the question that we've been asking each other: is okay. Well, if, if we keep giving everybody a pass, exactly. Where does the where does the obligation where does the and the other thing fall? the other thing I think that's happening it's happening in my office and I'm sure it's happening in yours right is that parents are beginning to they're beginning to express now that now that we're almost finished with testing um, they're beginning to express their frustration with um, the disruption of schedules the fact that children are coming home and saying i didn't have class today i don't have classes i don't have homework i think that's one of the red flags that parents are um, uh, concerned about or why it's a red flag is that um, kids are coming home and they're saying well i don't have any homework and parents are saying well what do you mean you don't have any homework you you know why don't you have homework now and they said well because our class schedule is different uh, we're not having our regular class schedule and we're not getting the regular assignments and we were watching movies today or we were in the gym today or we were in the cafeteria today so parents get concerned about the, the what they see as the disruption in their child's education right because and, we keep getting being told that well, we have to have all of this academic mm-hmm. engaged time, but yet right. here are weeks that are wasted. That's right. Did you was that a, pod, a we, blog or a we wrote a, yeah I wrote a um, I wrote a, a paper about it for the for the ledger. Yeah, that that we yeah that's right that we we fuss so much about we need more engaged time, and as you pointed out in that in that column, um, we did away with recess and art and music and all, so that we could have more engaged time, and now we've done away we've. Um, uh, done away with engaged time. That's no longer because now we have to have testing. Right. And it's not that kids are in testing sessions too long. It's that they're not doing anything, doing anything while their classmates are being tested, while, while other grades are being tested. Right. Because a, a testing session will last between eighty and ninety minutes. That's right. Mm-hmm. But they don't do anything for the rest of the day because they can't have the disruption. And so, if you take a typical middle, is Connor's in um, high school? High school now. So he's got, there are four grades, 9, right. 10, 11, 12. Well, if the 10th graders are being tested, the 9th graders are put on the back burner. Right. Because all the resources of that school, the guidance counselors, all the resources for the school are all shunted to the 10th grade testing right. process. So the 9th graders are made to idle, right. you know, to sit back, put it in neutral and idle for a few days or a few weeks. And that's happening when the 10th graders, the 11th graders, when all this testing is occurring, and it occurs at every grade level. Right. And um, I, I had a um, 
mother come in the other day and they're trying to get some college stuff worked out. She said the guidance counselor is not available because she's been right. being pulled for testing. So um, parents come in with these concerns about, you know, and then they say, well, what can we do about this? And I think that's what right. we're hearing now is what, as the frustration increases about no homework and they're not in class and the regular curriculum has been disrupted and, and they kind of make jokes that school only lasts until March 1st or something and then testing begins right. and it seems like it ends. Uh, but they're saying, so who do we talk to about this? Right. And that's we, what's producing this podcast this morning. That's that's what we're concerned about this morning. Right, because you, you have those situations where, okay, so at, at the school level, you have the teacher. You know, people right. complain that the teacher, well, they're just teaching to the test. They're just doing, well, the, the teacher's doing what the teacher has, has to, to do. do. And, it's, mm-hmm. and oftentimes it's being told to do. I had a right. teacher the other night tell me that they are not allowed to to give a student a failing grade. Oh. No matter what. Can we talk about that before we sign off this morning? Yeah. We got to talk about that. Yeah. Because that maybe kept me up last night. Yeah. Yeah. So, so from the teacher, you know, again, the, the teachers are being told, right. and, and I have also heard from that, from us, the same teacher that some of her colleagues, other teachers had actually been fired for failing a student, a student that didn't do their work, didn't do any of the things that the school set up to make up the grades. And we'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. But, um, but teachers were actually let go because of, of that reason. So the teachers are doing what they're told and forced and made to do. Right. And then you look at um, the testing specialist at the school. Well, they're just doing what they're told to do, what they're trained, and what, the, what the district and everybody tells them to do. So you go to the principal. The principal's doing what the district tells them to do. What you go the, to the district. What the area superintendent said. Right. This is, this, is, this is what you have to do. This is your, your task to do this. Right. Principal says, okay, that's what you want. And then the area superintendent. The area superintendent, that's what the district says to do. This is what the superintendent is telling me to do. Right. And then even if you go there, though, they're going, they claim oftentimes, well, it's the state. You know, the state's setting DOE, these rules. The and Department of Education is telling me this is what we have to do. Right. You go to the Department of Education. Hey, these are state laws. I didn't come up with this. I'm just doing what the legislature tells me to do. Right. Right. So we keep going further and further. And further and further, and as it as it gets farther away, it, it's not just more daunting of a task to to elicit change, but it's but it's also more likely for us to just to say, okay, well, I, there's nothing we can do. Can't, I can't. I can't. My mother used to say, well, we can't fight city hall. Yeah. You know, because there's there's. I mean, you can go down and talk to people, but there's really nothing you can do. Right. And we have example after example after example of this that. People are, people are frustrated, and mm-hmm. they're saying, who do we talk to? Right. There's nobody to talk to nobody. because everybody's following orders. And every time I hear, I'm just doing what I'm told, Right. Nazi Germany comes to mind. Wow. And the reason it does is because after the war, um, the Allies, Soviet Union, U.S., Great Britain, and France, set up the Nuremberg war crimes. Mm-hmm. First time in history it's ever been done. Right. Uh, before there were there were war crimes, but they were country specific. This is the first time that an international court um, tried for war crimes. And the one of the um, frequently uh, mouthed expressed phrases was 
it wasn't my decision. I was simply following orders. Right. And I'm, my blood run, runs cold when I hear people today, whether they're in education or sales or marketing or education or I don't care. I'm just following. We have to do this. I'm just following orders. Right. That sends a chill through my whole body. Not because I'm worried about concentrate. I'm, I just, that's, that's not sufficient. And I go back to Harry Truman. Right. Harry Truman said, it's my responsibility. Right. The, the buck stops on my desk. Right. And I'm not going to make excuses and I'm not going to pass it on to anybody else. I'm the president. The buck stops here. Right. That's the attitude that I'd like to see. But we're not seeing that. As you say, everybody along this chain of command is saying the same thing. Well, I'm just doing what I'm told. Right. Okay. Right. And so, so you never really actually arrive at the person who's telling anybody to do anything. Because, it's, because then it becomes this sort of uh, mystical law. You know, it, I mean, it's written on paper. It is. It's, like, it's, it, it's like it came out of the ether. You right. Know? Do you, do you th- some human being made a decision that right. we're going to have high-stakes tests. Right. That, that didn't come out of the heavens. It didn't, it didn't rain down on us right. as precipitation and suddenly say, it, it wasn't the magical mystery tour. Some person made the decision that we would have these tests and we would do it a certain way. Right. It reminds me of, as parents, sometimes we say, well, it's just the rules. Okay. Well, <laughs> because I said so. Where do the rules come from? Where do the where rules does the law come, come from? from? Mm-hmm. And, and again, you know, is that... Do, do we have to go to that extent? Do we have to go to the legislators to actually make a difference? Or can we make a difference, well, make a change actually at the school level? And an individual parent isn't going to go to, what, what do you right. mean, go to the legislature? Right, you, you, exactly. 200 people? You know, it, it's just impossible to do that. Okay? Right. So when, when we say, well, it's the legislature, no, that's an excuse. It's right. not the legislature. This is happening at a local level. Right. Okay. This is our county, our school district. My taxes pay the superintendent's salary. Right. Okay. You are my employee. Right. Okay. Um, and I, this isn't about the legislature. Right. If we have to change the legislature, then it becomes your job to change the legislature, not my job. Right. It becomes your job. Um, because I keep looking for this plaque, this desk plaque. Right. You know, where, where does the buck stop in Polk County? Right. Hillsborough County or any other county. Right. Okay. Right. And, and uh, I'm glad that you mentioned Hillsborough County because one of the th- other things we have to think about is that even within a state, you know, like we, we went through that chain of commands. Right. And when we were at the district level, we said, well, the district just says that it's the Department of Education. Right. Well, then why is it that one district is so different mm-hmm. than a neighboring mm-hmm. district in the same state? That's right. That's right. Because one of the points the Economic Development Council made was... Highly educated um, individuals are working in Polk County, but they're living in Hillsborough County, so they can send their children to Hillsborough County schools. Right. How is it possible that schools in Plant City could be better than school? What? Right. What possible explanation could you give that schools in Hillsborough County are better than schools in Polk County? Right. Plant City versus Lakeland. They're five miles apart, aren't they? Right. Okay. They're, they're about... So it's the same population. It's the same demographic. Right. And why would the Plant City... Why on earth would the Plant City schools be better? Right. And, and so, so now what we're doing is we're kind of whittling our way back down the chain of command. Okay, so... That's right. You know, sure, the state comes up with these with these laws and rules and everything, but clearly there's some level of interpretation 
that happens at the district level. And control. And control, right. right. And decision-making. Right. Um, So... So we do need to then, okay, so we can come back now. So we, we've, we've left the, the ethos. And, okay, so there's these laws out there. Right. Uh, there is this, you know, the, 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 um, the Jedi Temple that is the Department of That's Education. Right. This is like Star Wars. I don't know. It's the Force. Or <laughs> and so now we're back here at the district level. Right. And, you know, in the district level, we have people who are the, we have the Office of Accountability, or um, here in Polk County, we call it the Accountability Assessment Office or something like that. Um, and, and so we have these um, different departments, the Assessment Accountability and Evaluation uh, Office, that's what, what it's called here in Polk County, that are in charge of managing all the data and managing how all of that stuff works. And they help to formulate the expectations for the different schools right and and what right. what they have to do when the testing happens how the tests are used how it's interpreted they make a lot of those decisions and guide a lot of that data and it brings to mind a college logo that said ciencia es potencia knowledge is power and these data people are in, and nobody else gets to look at those data. Right. It's like this is this is the curtain. This right. is Oz. No, we're in right. Oz, and nobody's allowed to look behind the curtain except right. the Office of Accountability. Nobody else. Parents don't get to know. The psycho- school psychologists don't get to see it. Guidance counselors don't. Principals. Nobody gets to see the data. Right. Except this priestly class that we've created called the Office of Accountability. Right. Otherwise, you're not allowed in. It is a, there's a secret password. Right. And if you don't have the password, you don't get to see the data. Right. Well, I'll tell you where a lot of this came, a lot, a lot of this frustration started from for me. Um, this, this past week, I, I mentioned that um, my son was doing all, those, all of his testing last week. He was doing the FSA and the Algebra 2 and the Biology and... I don't know what else, all those tests and everything last week. Well, as, as he was sitting down to take one of the tests, uh, the computer froze. So he put in his password and everything, and the computer froze. And so they sat there for about an hour waiting for somebody to tell them what to do. Meanwhile, of course, none of the other students in the room could take their tests. Because, because his computer wasn't working. It shut down the entire operation. It shut down the entire operation. So that all these students were sitting there with nothing. With nothing to do, waiting. And, and he... He says, I, I went up and asked, you know, if I could just do a makeup day or something mm-hmm. so that everybody else could go ahead and get started. And they waited. Um, and so eventually the, the, the testing um, uh, director for the school came in and, and asked, asked my son to come out and said, well, you'll just take it another time. And he says, oh, well, I, I'll just do a, a makeup test. And, and initially the report was, yeah, you'll do a makeup test, but it'll probably be next year. Next school year. That makes sense. We want for we, biology. We want to test. That's right. Which he won't be taking again next year. He can take the test six months after he's taken the class. Um, he'll be in chemistry then, but th- then he'll take the biology test. Um, so he was really anxious about that, of course, uh, for a variety of reasons. Not not least of which is the fact that it has been drilled into their heads that their grade is. Thirty percent the performance on this test. It it is emphasized and emphasized and emphasized. He says, so what happens if if they if I don't take it, they're going to give me a zero. And if I have a zero on this test, 
I've been working hard all year long and have an A in the class, that, could, that will take me down to a, at least a C, if not lower, because he doesn't have 100% in the class. So even if he has a 97 and he gets this 30% uh, zero for 30% of his grade, it could take him down to below a C. Now, I want to interject here. When we say where does the buck stop and we talk about local control and local decision making, somebody out there somewhere, it didn't come from Mount Sinai, somebody somewhere recently made a decision that these big honking tests would constitute 30% of your grade. Right. I don't know where they get 30%. Well, that's what I'm saying. That this was a human decision. Some, right. some person, right. some individual, right. wrote a document that said, this is going to be 30% of your grade. Teachers weren't consulted. Principals right. weren't consulted. Somebody somewhere made that decision. Right. A buck stops on that person's desk. Right. I'm sorry. That's one of the places where the buck stops. Right. Whoever made that. Because this is insanity. This right. is What happened to your son, this little... Um, mini version, mini craziness, what happened to him is what's wrong with the whole system. If you hadn't set it up as 30% of their grade, it if matter. somebody could intervene and say, never mind, it's not that important. Right. We're just using this for this and we know you're a good student. So it doesn't matter what you get on this test. You're, you've been a good student all year. I know I'm your teacher. You've got right. me on every test. This is not necessary. Right. And we proceed. Right. But no, it has to be 30% of his grade. And then the craziness continues because now we're going to do the test next year. Well, my first question is, so what's his grade in biology this year? Right. And, and Does he get a grade? And he was told that, or it, it was at least suggested to him, yeah. the way that he took it, was that he will get a grade at the end of this year. But it might change. And then it will change. Okay, so he's done well all year, should get an A. But if he gets a low grade on this test, he might get a C. Right. Okay? And this is a kid who wants to go to a first-rate college. Meanwhile, he's taking the test that's going to would count for 30% of his grade six months after he took the class. But we're just... We have to do this. See, this is what... This, this is, is the, when this... my mind starts to short-circuit. Because what the adults... Some adult is saying to this boy, oh, we're just following orders. We have to do this. Right. Okay? You have to do this to a child? Right. You have to do this? Right. And that's what everybody's saying. But it's not my decision. I have to do this. Right. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so, it, it, and, and, and unfortunately... In, so was, that's what has you fired up. Well... But it's not about your son. No. It's about the craziness of the policy that would put your son in this position. Right. And, and, and then, you know, I, I talk to the school and, and they say... Um, I, sent, I sent an email and, you know, there was a delay because I'm, I know everybody's busy and here I am making excuses, but um, I know that everybody's busy and everything. Doing and so I hear back and they say, well, you know, actually we just got word today that his password was reset. So we'll maybe just give it to him next week. <laughs> okay. Um, well, you know, that's good, but okay. Well, that's better than next year. And then... I, I said it's just unfortunate he's going to miss more class time because he'll be on a regular schedule next week and he's going to miss more class time. And, you know, he's already um, behind in some classes because he had to miss several, um, several classes last week for the other testing. And then I get an email back at the end of the day that says, you know what? We were just talking about it. We'll just give it to him tomorrow. 
Okay. Meaning today. Mm -hmm. Because he didn't have anything to do last night. Right. He doesn't have anything else to do today. He doesn't have any doctor's appointments. He doesn't have any dentist appointments. Right. He's comp he's feeling good. Doesn't have any out. No, just yeah. throw, throw him in there tomorrow. Yeah. A test that's supposedly so critical. Right. That is going to count for 30% of his grade. Right. Well, we'll just give it to him tomorrow. All right. And, it, and, and the, the, the disparity between the, the way that we try to say that they're, they're so critical and so important sort of countered with the whatever, well, you know? We scare the pants off these kids right. saying how important these tests are, and then we minimize their importance by a decision, and this is not the only decision like this that's right. been made, okay? We minimize their importance by the by the procedure, by the process itself. Right. After scaring them to death and, and, and creating this heightened anxiety every spring, then we should, ah, we'll just do it tomorrow. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter to them. It only matters, it only matters to one family. Right. Okay? It doesn't matter to anybody else. Right. And, 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 and again, the, it's not so much that it happened to my son because... You know, I, I think he's going to do fine. He's a good student. He he's not even stressed by that. But he shouldn't but, have to go through this. But I think about all of the other students that this happens to. If this kid is a straight-A student in this class, this test shouldn't even be an issue. Right, right. He's known this stuff all year. What's he going to do? Fall and forget it? Right. He's going to get up some morning because he had oatmeal instead of Cheerios and he's going to forget all that stuff? Right. No. I mean, it's just crazy. Yeah, it, it, it makes me insane. And, and again, there's no one... Th there's no to. one to there's, talk to about that. There's nobody to go to. That's the problem. And so we go back to where we started. The problem is you had nobody to talk to about right. this. To say, wait a minute, can't we, can't, we, can't we discuss this? No, there's nobody to talk to because this isn't really any one person's responsibility. It's we're just following orders. Right. We're back to Nuremberg. Right. We're just following. I, hey, I just sent people to their death because that's what I was told to do. Right. It wasn't my fault. Right. Okay. Yeah, so I, I, so you know, in preparation for this conversation, I was looking at the assessment, accountability, and evaluation um, committee or department um, homepage um, uh, website on the Polk County um, on the Polk County uh, login. Uh, good grief, I can't. I'm not even finding words. I'm so frustrated. Yeah. Mind, so there's the assessment, accountability, and evaluation department. Um, on the Polk County website. Mm -hmm. And as I'm looking at it, you know, the, it, it's, it's, such, it's such whitewash. Yeah. Because, you know, we, they, it's kind of floated out there about how critical this is, how important this is, and how we're going to use this data for this and that data for that. And all that's important to them, it, it becomes clear when you start reading, reading it in a little bit more detail and seeing right. what's between the lines. All that's important is getting the grades. Mm -hmm. That's all that's important. They don't, they don't care about the students. When you say getting the grades, you mean for the school. Right. The school grade, not the individuals. Right. They don't care about the... No. They don't care about individuals. They don't care about the kids as much as it's... You know, they, they, they're going to make them do well. Um, but at the same time, all they want to do is make sure that they have a person sitting. So the, I was reading some about like the opt-out. You know, what happens if a student sits for the test right. but doesn't do anything? Well, they will, um, they will get an NT rating, means not tested. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, the, the, from what I understand, 
Um, and, and, <laughs> because and, nobody will answer the question. Right. Um, so I, I, and I need to go into it a little bit more to make sure that I understand it correctly. But from what I understand, all the student for some of these tests, um, except for Algebra 1. Algebra 1 is an EOC that you, you have to pass. Um, but I think aside from that, the other EOCs are just, you just have to take them. You just have to sit for them. So it doesn't say that you have to pass them. So if I sit for it, that should be adequate as far as meeting the graduation requirements. But, but no, if it's 30% of your grade. because it counts for 30% of your grade, which doesn't make sense to me. Right. Um, but that, but that makes that assures that everybody will take it. Right. That's, they, they force you to right. take it because otherwise people would say, I'm yeah. going to Disney world on testing day. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and, and it, it just, it just hurts my brain to think about the students who, who struggle the students who, you know, maybe it, some of this doesn't come as easy. And, you know, I, I will say not in a, in a, in a boastful way in any, in, in, in any means, but I'm glad that it happened to, to my son, what happened to last week, because I know that my son will handle it okay. But when I think about, I mean, think about some of the people, some of the kids that we work with. Your if son, it had happened your to son them, was able to contact you immediately. Right. And you went into action. Right. Most parents, most right. parents would not have been able to do that. Yeah. You did because you know the system. You think about how many times something like that must happen and the kid is just ripped apart, you know, uh, with anxiety and, and stress because, you know, if they're thinking about the same, the same things that my son's thinking about and they don't have anybody to talk to or anybody that's going to, you know, go out and, and try to do something about it, you know, it must, it must really be challenging for those kids. I, I'm going to keep this as short as possible, but would you say that there's a certain, his, I don't know whether the word is hysteria or irrationality mm. in, in, in the, you know, when our, the news people were embedded in the troops, in mm -hmm. the wars in right. Iraq, and we embed them in the, in the, you know, so, yeah. so they only can only go where the, right. the troops take them. They can't see everything. They can only see what they're right. shown. So. Um, there's an insanity, a hysteria um, embedded in these uh, testing right. in these procedures right right there's there's something irrational right and uh, about all these procedures right okay so you say well why 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 the hysteria okay why is there hysteria well there's hysteria because we've been told that our school systems are failing right right so we have to do this because our school system is fit. That's what I'm told. We have to do this. By this, I mean we have to have high-stakes tests. We have to make them important. We have to make them part of your grade. We have to hold teachers accountable. We have to, have to, have to do all these things because our school system is failing. Right. Is it? Uh. Is our school system failing? Um, no. We were told it was. Right. But in fact, this whole thing began, and we've said this before, yeah. in 1983 or 1982 with um, um, a nation at risk because college board scores were dropping. Right. Okay. Why were they dropping? Because the schools were failing? No, because more kids were taking the test. Right. Okay. So we were sold this bill of goods that our schools are failing. We were sold a bill of goods that the problem is teachers unions, that teachers aren't doing their jobs. Right. When in fact... The overwhelming majority of teachers were doing their jobs. Right. So this whole issue of accountability, 
um, stress, anxiety, pushing, forcing, um, scaring kids and parents into compliance, you know, we're going to make opt-out illegal. Right. Well, well, you know, and I think that I, I think that what happens is is that each person each person is given a particular task. Okay, and so the like the 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 testing person at the at a school level. Right. That person's task is just to make sure there's a check mark mm-hmm. next to each student's name for each test that they're supposed that's right. to take. That's that's that person's that's job. That's that person's job. And if they don't do it, they lose their job. Right. Right. And they don't care how it gets done. Right. Only that it gets done. Because it's 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 not their policy. It's just this I didn't is come what up with I these have tests. to do. This is just my job description. Right. Mm-hmm. So so I, I think at some point Though we have to say, I understand that it's that's your responsibility, mm-hmm. but what are we going to? But we have right. to realize that okay, this is right. You know, the, on the out, in some ways, this is unethical. No, in every way, it's unethical. What is happening in our schools today is unethical. It's 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 terrible. Right. It's irrational. It's hysterical. It's unethical. And when we talk about who to blame, Mm -hmm. there's only one person, and that's the superintendent. The superintendent, I'm pretty sure, is hired to make sure that the children of Polk County, when a superintendent is brought in, the assumption is that you're being brought in to assure that all the children in this county receive a quality education. That's what the mission statement of Polk County is. Mm-hmm. Well, the person who's to execute that is the superintendent. Right. The buck stops on the superintendent's desks. Right. It can't be passed anywhere else. Right. Okay. You can't you can't give it to the Department of Education. You can't you can't hand it off to anybody else. The buck stops there. Right. If somebody hands you an irrational, unethical policy, it is and if it's not in the best interest of children, right. then you have the moral and ethical obligation to say, no, we're not going to do this. Right. So if you're so using using that rationale, if you're if the person that you have placed in charge mm-hmm. of testing and accountability and all that kind of stuff, right. if that person is making decisions and, and doing things that are against harming the students that you're responsible for or making things more difficult than they need mm-hmm. to be or um, applying a, a, a law or a principle in a way that is inconsistent with your mission, mm-hmm. then it comes that then either the superintendent gets rid of that person that's right and, and fills it with somebody who's going to do the job right. or again, as you said, it, it's the superintendent's change fault. the policy either right. change the person or change the policy okay right And what whatever happens in a school district, there should be a single criterion. Is this in the best interest of children? Right. Okay? And if the answer to that is, I'm not sure, then that's a no. Right. And right now, everybody in this country knows that high-stakes testing is not good for children. Right. It's good for politicians. Mm-hmm. It's good for it's a good uh, platform. job security. Right. Uh, the person who runs this assessment, accountability, and evaluation office that's probably a six-figure salary. 
whoever's directing that. Mm -hmm. So it is in this person's best interest to run this place as efficiently and effectively. It, it's not an issue of what the tests are being used for. It's not an issue. That's not her, that person's job, I, I assume. Um, that person is just doing the job description. Right. Okay. If it's not in the best interest of children, then it shouldn't be. And yet we have a situation today where we know that this is a failed policy. We know that high stakes have, my hero, one of my heroes, in addition to Diane Ravage, is a guy by the name of Alfie Cohen, K-O-H-N. And Alfie Cohen wrote a lovely article uh, 10 or 12 years ago that says, high stakes are for tomatoes, okay? Uh, Not kids, okay? Right. High stakes are for, high stakes have no place in our schools, right. none. And everybody, every organization, even test companies themselves, there are test companies who have said, do not use our tests for placement and retention. Right. That's not what they were designed to do. It's okay to use the score as one of the many ingredients, not 30%. Right. Okay? Don't you, the companies themselves are saying, don't use our tests for these kinds of decisions. Well, and yet it's happening every single day in every state in the country. Well, and as we, as we, um, mentioned in a couple, a couple podcasts ago, the, the state, um, the, the paper that was published by the State Department of Education about the validity of, and use of these tests in, in the state of Florida set, also said mm -hmm. these tests probably shouldn't be used for individual student That's decisions. Right. That's right. Whether they are retained or, or, or promoted, They're they meant, shouldn't be used for that. Yeah, if you want to use them to judge the effectiveness of your system, you know, right. is, is our system, are our students testing at the same level as the students in Hillsborough County? Right. Orange County, Sarasota County, right. uh, Manatee County, you know. That's what they're good for at a system level. They were never, they should never be used to make a decision about an individual student. Right. That's a teacher's decision. That's a principal's decision. Right. And and, and to, to then use it, you know, when you when you talk about the individual student level, right. the, the next step up is the classroom. That's right. And so why if if it if the twenty kids in that class, if this test shouldn't be used to make individual decisions about that twenty students, why would it be appropriate to use it to evaluate the teacher? That's I mean there was a, there was another thing in our on that accountability office that says that some teacher evaluations can be based on the scores of as long as they have two student scores right. a teacher evaluation can be done mm -hmm. so that teacher could have 30 students in the class right but as long as but all they need is two scores mm -hmm. to evaluate the teacher right that's that's valid that's a decision that was made by some human right that didn't come out of the clouds that's a decision made by some person. My question is, is this in the best interest of students? Right. Is it in the best interest of teachers? Because you want a dedicated, um, enthusiastic um, teacher core. Right now we have a disenfranchised, depressed, unmotivated teacher core. Right. Teachers are leaving the profession in droves. Why? because the policies are working against them. 
policies made by humans are working against you have a demoralized faculty in most schools yeah why because nobody has any control over this the yeah. tail has is wagging the dog and nobody knows where to go and nobody can do anything about it and yet some individual somewhere in Polk County made the decision that two students would be sufficient to judge that teacher right I wouldn't work under those circumstances either right. I don't blame the teachers for being angry and demoralized right why these are insane, hysterical. They're driven by hysterical fear-mongering. You wrote a thing about fear-mongering the other day. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And that's what this is. You have everybody frightened that we're somehow falling behind when we're not. And then you come up with these draconian, crazy, hysterical policies that don't make any sense for children, for teachers, for schools, for parents, for cities, for anybody. Um, and so when we say... The buck stops here. Yes, the buck stops at the superintendent's desk. These are these are superintendent level decisions, and they and policies that need to be changed. She can't blame anybody, whoever she or he can't blame anybody else. You sit at the head of this organization. This is your responsibility, and the buck stops at your desk. Right, and you can't blame anybody else. Yeah, um, because if somebody else isn't doing what they're supposed to be doing, right. That's your, take care of it. That's your job. I mean, you know, so what we have today is we have this uh, we, hysterical, uh, irrational, whatever word we want to use. And so you get parents who don't have any place else to go. There's mm -hmm. nobody to talk to. Right. So, but you have this urge to act. Right. Okay? And so if you're not going to listen to me, King George, then mm -hmm. we're going to rebel. We're going to throw the tea in the harbor. Right. Okay? And that's what's happening today. Because we have nobody to talk to, people, individuals, are taking matters into their own hands. That's what the opt-out movement is. And then they say, then the county says, well, you're not allowed to opt out. Right. Who made that decision? Right. The superintendent. Right. Instead of listening to right. the people who pay her salary, right. we're told you're not allowed to. Right. Well, I'm sorry. I will challenge you publicly or privately on that one. Okay? Well, you know You're not ever going to tell me that I can't opt out. That is a crazy, irrational, unethical decision. Somebody has to do something. And if you won't sit and talk to us, then people are going to begin to rebel. Right. Yeah. It, well, it's not our decision. We're asking to talk. We're asking to rethink this whole policy because it's not working. Why? Because it is not in the best interest of students and it is not in the best interest of teachers. Bernie, imagine a policy. Imagine a superintendent coming in and saying, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to treat the teachers right, I'm going to build morale, and I'm going to have an excited, enthusiastic teacher um, core in this county. Right. Imagine the changes that would automatically occur in our schools if teachers felt like they were being supported. Right. Well, you know, and, and it's interesting when you were, when you were talking about that, I went back and was thinking about the one of the um, FAQs, one of the frequently asked questions yeah. on the accountability website, and we've heard from many people who said that you know teachers are encouraged to discourage right opting out and, right. and that you know to, to tell students you're not allowed right you, you can't yeah um on the on the accountability website mm -hmm. it says the question is how will students who refuse to test or or presents a parent letter indicating non-participation be addressed mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. here's the response polk county public schools 
seeks to treat students, staff, and families with the utmost respect and courtesy. That's the first sentence. Uh, there will not be any intent to embarrass or humiliate students under any circumstances. However, under section 1008.22 uh, parentheses 3, uh, Florida statute states, quote, participation in the assessment program is mandatory for all student district, all school districts, and all students attending public schools, end quote. In compliance with state statute, all students will be offered the opportunity, uh, the appropriate assessments. And it goes on to say that um, if a student refuses, as long as he sits quietly, it's okay. But if there's any disruption, the student will be asked to leave, and then they will get a, um, an invalidation uh, for their test. So it says that, you know what, hey, no, it's fine. You know, you can opt out, that's fine. Just sit quietly, everything will be okay. Yet, the message that the students are actually getting and the parents are actually getting is, oh no, right. you're not gonna opt out. Right. That's not allowed, that's illegal. Mm -hmm. And That's right. That's what we're told. We're, we were told that recently that you are not allowed. You're not permitted to opt out. Right. So this, this, this talking out both sides of your mouth, where on one side you say, no, the, the political, politically correct stuff that you read online, that's sort of the formal. That's um, right. But then the words that are spoken are very different because there's, there's no proof of that. There's no right. hard evidence that, mm -hmm. oh no, I didn't mean to say it that way. Right. Well, no, you, right. you said it exactly the way that you meant it. But nobody's going to dig all this up and right. the people who are doing this are going to be gone before we finally dig to the bottom of this trench. Right. Okay. So, and that's what they count on. So. And again, this is directly from the accountability office. So what the accountability office is saying is you're allowed to opt out. Right. But we're told you're not allowed to opt out. Right. Okay. And and that's why people are angry. And that's why you have an opt-out movement. And that's why you have people rebelling. And that's why you have people who are angry about these decisions. These are irrational, unethical uh, decisions that are not being made in the best interest of students and teachers. And any, th any decision that anybody makes that's not in the best interest of students and teachers, you cannot absolve yourself of responsibility. It is your job first and foremost, to take care of students and teachers. Your job at the superintendent level, you are not working for the legislature, you're not working for the Department of Education, you're not working for the test companies, you are working for the people of this county. Right. And we expect, and I don't like to say demand, but we expect you to work for the best interests of the students of this county. Not the companies, not your career, not statistics, not data, but for the best interests of the students and teachers of this county. You cannot pass that responsibility on to anybody else or anything else. It is your responsibility. The buck stops on your desk. Right. Well, one, one other thing that, that I'm going to mention that I saw on here that I thought was, was interesting to say, you know, to put it mildly. Uh, did you know that students, before they take a test, before they take any of these tests, FSA, EOC, EOI, any of these tests, before they take the test, they have to um, commit to an oath. There is the um, there is a pledge or oath that they must acknowledge. It's, the, it's called the testing rules acknowledgement statement that the student must sign to. Now, I don't know what this acknowledgement uh, says. What are they agreeing? What are my children? What are my children agreeing to? It's a, a, a child as young as eight years old. Right. Right. Um, has to either click that they agree, which, if we're honest, the teacher's saying, read over that, or the teacher's gonna read it to them and say, okay, everybody understand? All right, click agree, 
And then let's go on to the next slide. That's, that's what we do with our uh, computer programs. Right. We don't read those 27 pages of no. print so small that you need a telescope. We just click, I agree. Right. Whatever, whatever's in there, I because I just want to get yeah, 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 the program. Yeah, okay. yeah just, let's, let's, just, let's just go on. Let's just move on. So I, I think it's well, wait, what are they agreeing to? I don't know. I don't know. Um, here's the testing rules acknowledgement. It's on, it's on uh, page 30 of this document that, uh, that is available online. Um, there, there, there is a, um, this is the testing administration um, manual mm -hmm. for, so it says, uh, the testing rules acknowledgement says, I understand the testing rules that were just read to me. If I do not follow these rules, my test score may be invalidated. I'm sorry. I wonder how many eight-year-olds know what they, invalidated means. They don't means. know what invalidated means. I'm, but my first question is, what does invalidated mean? Yeah. What does that mean? I don't know. I don't know. If you, well, I don't know. Because you know what some of the rules are? Some of the rules are, um, after you take the test, you're not allowed to talk about it. That's right. How does that invalidate my test scores? Mm -hmm. Because I already took the test. So how can, I do, how can something I do after the test invalidate my test scores? It's what I mean when I use words like hysterical, irrational. That's what I'm talking about. Right. Unethical. This is unethical behavior. This is irrational behavior. This is, there's a locomotive that's on the loose and it's just careening out of control. Right. And yet when we say, what can we do about it? There's nobody to talk to. Nobody will discuss it. They'll give us policies. They'll send us position statements. They'll send us technical assistance papers. They'll send us gobbledygook that nobody can translate. But there's nobody to talk to and say, wait a minute, there's a better way to do this. There's a better way to do what we're doing right now to make sure that our teachers and our students are getting the best education they can possibly get without the pressure, without the anxiety, without the stress, that every, you know, you talked a minute ago about two students in a class and it's mm -hmm. sufficient. There are schools in this county going, that will go unnamed that have three classes of, say, fourth graders. Right. The top class is the STEM uh -huh. accelerated. Mm -hmm. The middle class is... Then there's a third group that simply can't keep up. Right. Okay. In one school, you have three classes of uh, ability groups. They're all going to take the same test at the end of the year. Right. Which class is going to score the highest? And which teacher is going to look the best? Right. The, if you give the same test to three different groups, right. the highest achieving group is going to score the highest. Right. That teacher who has that group is going to appear to be the most effective teacher. Right. Yeah. That's in one school. This but is happening around the country. Sure, absolutely. Absolutely. So I don't I don't know. So we I don't know that we I know. You know? We'll say it. Somebody has to take responsibility. Yeah. Somebody has to say, I will look into this. I will do what's best yeah. for the teachers and students of Polk County. Yeah. Because this whole th I'm gonna to try to make this short. That I began to have this the Years ago, we were told that we have to do this high-stakes testing 
We have to hold teachers accountable. We have to hold students accountable. Everybody has to meet the same standard, common core. Mm-hmm. Okay? And that was going to make our schools. What has happened as a result of 15 years of this now, this started in 2001, well, it started in the 90s, but really started in earnest with the federal government, No Child Left Behind, 2001. What has happened is the testing program has become so important, has become so critical, has become so obsessive that we are ignoring every other aspect of our children's education. Right. Okay? And what is happening now is that we are have there's too much non-engaged time, there's too much wasted time, there's too much time spent testing, and there's too many resources are uh, shunted to this single activity. So what was supposed to become, what was supposed, what was sold to everybody as a solution, well, we're going to have accountability, and we're going to have tests, and we're going to document everything, has in fact become a, um, a monolith, and it has now sucked all the resources into itself, mm-hmm. and everything else is being ignored. We have kids, we have children in this county who can no longer attend school, either because of mental illness or right. anxiety or uh, family disruption, and they're just left to languish because we don't have the resources to deal with those kind of problems. We have kids who are being expelled from school, suspended from school. Teachers are throwing say, I can't handle this kid anymore. We don't have resources to deal with those problems, but we have resources to make sure that the testing program goes okay. Right. So this is an imbalance that absolutely has to be corrected. It's being corrected in some states. Right. Uh, it brings to mind the canary in the coal mine. Mm-hmm. You know, miners used to bring the canary down. When the canary died, get out of the mine because there's carbon monoxide. Right. What we're seeing with opt-out and the 8 or 12 or 15 states that are saying, enough, we're not doing it anymore, wasn't it Washington State? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Said, we're not yeah. doing this anymore. They're, they are the canary in the coal mine. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're watching around the country. We're watching states say enough is enough. We're done. Right. Okay. We have to catch up. The people of Florida have got to catch up with what's going to inevitably happen. Unfortunately, it, it, the, the superintendents and the administrators and the state legislatures are forcing parents to go into rebellion. It shouldn't require a rebellion. Right. We should be able to work together. But when school districts sit back and say, well, it's not my it's not my fault, I'm not, yes, you are. It is your responsibility. It is also your obligation to talk to the people who pay your salary. And that hasn't been happening in this county. Right. Not at all. No. Not at all. No. We, in, in fact, I mean, it's been hidden. That's right. Uh, everything's happening somewhere in Bartow, and nobody knows where and nobody knows why. We just have to keep making all this stuff happen. We have to make chicken salad. You know, no, no, we're not starting with chicken salad when it comes from Bartow. Right. Um, but that's what we're asked to do, and and um, it's it's just it is unethical, it is immoral, and it's wrong. Harry Truman led the way. The buck stops here. The buck stops on that person's desk, and you can't pass it on to anybody else. You have to start talking to the people you work for. Right. So so whether you're whether you're in Polk County or any other district anywhere right. in the country, uh, what this what this suggests is. You need to go to school board meetings. You need yeah. to go to these these open forums where th- they have to have open forums. Uh, at least here in Florida, it, they're, all, all of right. these meetings are supposed to be open door meetings, and go to these meetings and and voice your concern, voice your issues. Right. 
um, let them know that that this is unacceptable. That, that contact has your school to change. board member. Start start bombarding the school board with this stuff. I mean, they're not going to do anything if we don't tell them. Right. You know. So start calling. Yeah. And, and or calling, emailing. I mean, we have lots of different avenues that we can take now. You so. know, one of the most important things you can do today, if you if you have a few minutes, look up the number of your school board representative. They're by right. district. Okay? Right. See who the school board representative is in your district. Write that person's phone number and email down and stop bomb- you and all of your friends and relatives stop- start to bombard the school board member with emails and phone calls about the insanity, the hysteria that has crept into our children's education. Yeah, we got to, we got to, that's where we have to focus. You know, we, we talk about legislatures a lot and everything, but you know, uh, some districts are doing it okay. That's so right. clearly it's Somebody, not just it's possible, the legislation. You know, yeah. But you can't hide behind, well, that's the rule. We have to do it. Right. No. Yeah. So. No, the rule is you got to take care of our kids and teachers first. That's right. the rule. Right. Absolutely. So. All right. Um, you wore me out. You feel better? Um, no, right. it's, this, is a, this is a concern. Yeah. It really is. Because as you said earlier, this, this isn't, if it was only happening to your son, it would be okay, but this is repeating itself all over the county right. every week. Right. Yeah. So, okay, um, a, a few housekeeping things. Um, our the the first part one of the handbook for raising an emotionally healthy child. And you child, said it couldn't be done. <laughs> I was. We you worked know, hard. Have little faith. We worked hard over the past. Uh, it's out. I'm it's, really happy about it. It's available. So on it's it's officially available on March on May 10th, which is Tuesday, this coming Tuesday. Uh, but you can pre-order it now on Amazon Kindle, um, and it's going to only be available on Kindle. We're not we're not doing any print versions yet. But it's part one uh, has four chapters to it. Uh, a nice introduction that talks about um, how parents have traditionally managed children's behavior and some of the limitations with that. Uh, but then it gets into each chapter is divided by developmental level. Mm-hmm. Right. And because you, you got to manage your kids differently at different levels. And you, right. uh, behaviors, some behaviors are normal at some level, at, at some developmental stages, and they're abnormal at other developmental stages. Right. And so we try to outline all of that. Um, and if you get the book, you also will have access to an online uh, uh, website that has about 20 more resources, uh, 20 more documents, uh, you know, ranging from, you know, uh, just additional uh, details right. about some of the some of the constructs and uh, mm-hmm. perspectives presented in the book, but also some uh, some worksheets and things like that that you can use to sort of implement and uh, explore some of the principles with yeah. your with your family. Because so. the book explains all the uh, underlying right. things that are going on, what what is normal behavior at mm-hmm. four different levels of development and why kids do the things that they do. Um, but the act, but then you have this other set of activities that yeah, specific the strategies there. and interventions that you can use right. um, at each developmental level. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited about those activities, and we'll keep adding to those. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. We'll yeah. keep adding to them. Uh, part two and three will come out later mm-hmm. this, this year summer. Uh, over the mm-hmm. summer. Right. And uh, and and of course the activities or and resources and and additional information will all be added to the same right. website. So as the other. Uh, as the other sections come out, you're going to have some additional resources that you'll have available to you. So right. that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, also on Amazon Kindle is our Elimination Diet Manual. Right. We encourage you to check that out. Um, we've had, uh, I'm getting more and more feedback from mm-hmm. uh, people who have been using it, right. uh, finding it very effective, not just in, in managing 
um, managing weight, managing physical health stuff, but also uh, managing some emotional right. stress and anxiety-related issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, we encourage you to check that out. It's called the Elimination Diet Manual, and it's available on Kindle. Um, finishing up the Udemy course, um, one, I have a few more things that I have to do in preparation for the book launch mm-hmm. on Tuesday. Uh, but once that's done, uh, full attention will be focused on the Udemy course to try to get that out. Um, hopefully by the end of this month is what I'm what I'm shooting for. I'm excited about that. That's a that's an explanation of ADHD. Right. And there's a great deal of new information. Uh, all you know, you think the last word has been said about ADHD. Right. But lo and behold, the last year and a half, the last 18 months, we've seen a, a real um, not explosion, but a real um, increase in alternative treatments right. and new medications right. um, and it's it's uh, there's a lot of new stuff that right. parents need to know about parents and teachers need to know about so it will be it'll be hopefully my goal is to have it done by the end of this month right. so right. Um, finally uh, of course we're on um, you can find the podcast on iTunes but we're now on Google Play Music okay. um, so if you get a chance please write us a review yep. uh, hit a rating uh, just to increase our the visibility and to let other people know that we're here and that we're what we're talking about um, we do need more people talking about these issues and so mm-hmm. let's let's get um, more people talking and that starts with you writing reviews and and uh, evaluations and rating us on the right. iTunes uh, store so that uh, we kind of boost in the um, in the visibility right. right so anything else I think that's it. That's um, colleges and universities are emptying out. Well, the semester is ending, but yeah. many students are going to summer school, so we wish them well. And yep. uh, congratulations on another semester. For all the graduates out there, yeah, we have graduation ceremonies coming up in the next yeah. couple of weeks. Uh, congratulations to all of you. But please stay in touch. Let us know what your thoughts are and uh, what kinds of things you'd like to hear more about. And we would love to hear from you about your experiences and your opinions on these issues. Absolutely, absolutely. So stay in touch with us in, touch. Um, on Facebook and Twitter mm-hmm. and everywhere, wherever. Everywhere. So, all right. Well, thanks so much for listening. Thank Until you. next week, I'm Dr. Bernie. I'm Dr. Richard. Have a great week and um, have a good weekend. Have a good week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.